Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're real-life best friends who created a podcast to kick off your weekend. I'm Carla Marie. And I'm Anthony. We're the hosts of Monday Friday, two Jersey kids who packed up everything and moved to Seattle to chase their dream of hosting a morning show. On our My Day Friday podcast, we talk about everything. Relationships, annoying wedding trends, and all the random conversations you'd have with your friends. You can even join in on the convo. Listen and follow on the iHeartRadio app or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Good 200. Rachel, great to have you back. Keep here. Rocky taking a well-deserved day off. Is it a day off, or is he he's preparing? Not, no, he's not working yet. He's not working yet. I think that might start next week or week after. Okay. When he will, as Willie said, be Central State v. Idaho State. Globe trotting. Well, he's been working his way up, though. There was one yeah. time. He's got some cool gigs. When he first started, and he and I were just working, and he was on a fill-in basis, he... Uh, was doing, I, it was really legitimately was like Montana State v. like North Dakota. I remember he called, I think it was Toledo versus Eastern Michigan. Yeah. That was a game he called too. And now look at and, him. And Our this, little ones but this Montana up. State game or whatever it was, but it was on ESPN, Ocho, whatever. <laughs> and it was a Saturday afternoon and I put, and I was watching it. Because I was just doing stuff around the house, and Deb was out, so I I put it on there and was watching the game, and he sounded great. And at halftime, I sent him a text, and I go, I might be the only person in Ohio watching this game, but I'm watching you, buddy. That's so supportive. (laughs) You got a kick out of it. So anyways, Rachel in today, but we we do our usual thing here at 3 o'clock with our buddy Richard Skinner, Local 12, on the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline. Skinny, how you doing? Good Friday to you guys. How you doing? Good, Good. man. So, Skinny, a couple of things. Let's cover the Bengals first, the game last night. Um, I thought Ryan Friendly, uh, Finley looked awesome. He, he's been really – I mean, he was so bad in, in, in back in June and in, in, in minicamp and organized team activity sessions with his accuracy. But as training camp's gone along, you can see he's getting a little more comfortable, a little more comfortable. I mean, just loudest in Kansas City completing his first 10 in a row, and then last night completes his first nine in a row, marches the second-team offense down the field on the first time he's got the ball, 93 yards, and leads him to a touchdown, throws another touchdown pass. He has uh, he solidified himself as, as the number two guy, I think, at, at this point. And, with Andy Dalton's contract coming up in two years, maybe he eventually works his way into a starting role with this team. I don't know if he's got quite that skill set, but look, I mean, what he's done in two preseason games has been extremely impressive. The D-line, everybody's talking about that. You had a couple key guys out. So the guys that were on the field, they were really going after those uh, remaining positions on the defense. Who did you like and what did you see out there? Yeah, and that's a, that's a great one because, um, I mean, they've got legitimately 11 or 12 guys who should make this team off the defensive line for nine and maybe 10 spots. So there's going to be a couple guys cut that are really, really good, and with the lack of depth at a couple of other positions, they might be able to, to try to swing a trade for a backup offensive lineman. 
uh, Jordan Willis, who's in, is, is played really well. And I, you know, Jordan's not going to start on this team. Uh, Carl Lawson's going to play ahead of him. Sam Hubbard's going to play ahead of him. Obviously, Carlos Dunlop plays ahead of him. Um, but I think there's a place for Jordan somewhere, and, and it's just tough to get him get him probably on the field. Kerry Wynn, uh, who they signed in the offseason from the Giants, um, has some really good special teams value, so he, he's going to stick. But he also played very well on that defensive line. Andrew Brown's had a couple of good games. Josh Tupo, who, as I sit here today, in fact, I'm finishing up a, a thing to put up on Local12.com, a, a 53-player roster projection. Um, I don't even have him on the club, and I think he's good enough to play. So there, there's a lot of guys on that defensive line, and uh, it is a position of strength. And I would think with, with what you've got going on the offensive line, at least from the backup perspective, that, that maybe you can move one of those excess linemen for, uh, for, for a backup from somewhere. Because I think some of these guys can, can really play in this league, and maybe even Jordan Willis's case start in this league. But on this team, it's just not going to happen. Negatives from last night? a lot of them to be honest with you um obviously the first team offense and the penalties um you know yeah, what drives, was so. that about that's the first team <laughs> offense for god's that's, sakes and, and the funny thing is you go you go through the whole laundry list cordy glenn had a hold the left tackle bobby hart had a false start cj uzama the tight end had a hold the false start john miller the right guard had a had a hold uh the only two that didn't commit a penalty were the two new starters for this week michael michael jordan the left guard and <laughs> trey hopkins the center but the first team offense yeah, only three uh, three series they played, only 46 yards and 13 plays, and they had six penalties for 45 yards. It's, it, it's easy to see that in the vacuum of, of those three drives and go, boy, that, that was awful, and it was. I'm not going to sugarcoat that it wasn't. But, I mean, who knows if you, if you play over the course of the game if they, if they snap out of that funk um, because they played they had a really good drive in Kansas City the first time they had it, the only time the first team offense had the ball. But, yeah, that, that was certainly the negative without question is, is, is what that first team group did. Um, and, and, again, maybe that is just in, in the vacuum of, of less than a quarter of football that maybe they'd have gotten it straightened out. But maybe they wouldn't have either. Maybe, they'd have, maybe the rate they were going, they would have committed 35 penalties when the night was over because they were committing them at an <laughs> they, alarming rate. They, they did it last year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny. We we talked to, to offensive line coach Jim Turner about Bobby Hart, who had some real issues with false starts, and and Bobby had even talked about how you know some of the things they were doing had given him the confidence to not start early. And voila, last night, what's he get called for? A false start. So, um, yeah, that, that that that's not good. When three of the three of your five linemen get a penalty, your tight end gets a couple of penalties, and you're not even out of the first quarter. That's not a good pace. Do you um, – no, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, so let's switch gears here and talk about our beloved Reds. Um, you read my mind. Thank you. <laughs> um, but this team breaks your heart. You know what I mean, man? They, they come, they look so good. Especially go Sonny Gray last night. Right. They go, But they go to Washington, that sweep them easily. And, but then they come back, and Sonny Gray last night looks like Tom Seaver. Yeah, I, I, was, in, I was in Kansas City last night. Sunday flying back, and, and um, I, when I landed, when I took off, um, I came back. When I landed in St. Louis, it was three nothing, and I went from St. Louis to Chicago. When I landed in Chicago, it was three to two. By the time I got off the plane to go have a quick hot dog and a beer, they were down. And, and I mean, at the point I was taking off the one place, I thought, man, they're going to go three or four against the Cubs. And holy cow, they're right back in this. And you look up back to that crazy game on Wednesday where they got pounded seventeen seven. It's all right. Let's let's forget about this year and what can happen next year. Now you look back up again and. It's, it's only six and a half, and, uh, and, and I, I know that's pie in the sky because I think this team is probably what it is for the most part. Since that one and eight start, they are basically a 500 team, and that is probably what they are. But it feels like, it feels like the Charlie Brown-Lucy thing, right? They, they, she reels you in. She almost feels like exactly. she's going to promise you to kick it, and uh, not, not this time. We're going to pull it away. 
Um, man, if they could finish this series with the Cardinals three or four, I, it, it's just going to make for some continuing fun baseball. This team has been fun to watch. It's been enjoyable to watch. It's also been very frustrating to watch because you feel like any series now they're going to turn the corner. And what, just when you're thinking that and you're feeling pretty good, voila, you get what happened in Washington where they that, that, that third game felt like the, the bottom had come out of the season. But, boy, great comeback. Yeah. Sonny Gray, you're right. You're right, Rachel. Sonny Gray has just been ridiculously good of late. He's been good all season long. But of late, I mean, he has had he has had ace type stuff, and you add him to that mix of the, of the pitching staff and what they've had. I mean, it, it was a good thing to resign him for as long term as they did. Yeah, I, I saw a stat today. I want to go all Lance on you for a second. Yeah, last, sure. last eight starts five and one one five nine ERA. That ain't yeah, too this, shabby. No, I mean we're not talking about a two or three start. You know, mini sample size. It starts is a pretty nice size of sample size for Sonny Gray, and it's. It's nice to know that, that literally, I mean, when you're on a losing streak, you know, every team needs a stopper. And, and on this team, I think Luis Castillo would probably be the guy that would qualify, and Trevor Bauer might be close. But Sonny Gray's the stopper. I mean, let's face it, you're coming off a four-game losing streak. You hand the ball to Sonny Gray. What's Sonny Gray do? He goes out there and dominates the Cardinals. And the night where you didn't score a bunch, he's the reason you stayed in the ball game, And that's what a stopper does. And, and those stats back it up. He's, he's been great. All right. With that, Skinny, we'll let you go. Thanks so much, man. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Take care. Uh, Richard Skinner, Local 12. So do you go to games? I, I know I you, do. you used to a lot. But I, I don't do. Know if you still I, do well, I, I don't as much as I used to because I, I get so early in the morning. I can't really uh, juggle going down to the park and getting up at, you know, uh, pre-dawn hours for EBN. But uh, I still watch all the games. That's my that's what I, I watch or I listen to the games, depending. And because I'm that nerd that has MLB TV. Right. So I can listen online. And yeah, it's. When you go down there, do you have yourself a nice cold beer, or do you get yourself like a glass of Chardonnay or something? No, I usually get Fry Box. That's what I usually do. I get Fry Box, which is basically a huge box of fries with, uh, you can get several different ways, but I usually get it with the cheese piled on top of the fries, and um, I think chili. That's what I get. So chili cheese fries, basically. Little thing like you can oh, eat yeah. that? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, God, yeah Jeff's I... always giving me uh, trouble for it because it's it's basically the size of a laptop computer. The box is, and so, you you eat them all as much as I can because you know you go down to the park. It's not cheap to go down to the park and grab food. You know you're you're paying thirty bucks for fries, so it's like I'm gonna finish as much of it as I can. I don't care if I'm sick. Oh, man. Of course, uh, her cholesterol level is off the charts. Let's not talk about such negative things. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I want to hear it. Yeah. Uh, I want to see your uh, latest medical report, young lady. <laughs> uh, we're just worried about you, Rachel. <laughs> Correct. You're going to end up in one of those Lipitor commercials on television. <laughs> in about two years, yeah, yes. for sure. Nice. Uh, Tony Pike coming up in a short, but now what's going on with the uh, traffic? Well, things are getting a little better from the UC Health Traffic Center. UC Health proudly serving as the official health care provider for the 2019 Western and Southern Tennis Open. They've now got only the left lane getting by. Northbound 71 due to an accident there. There's a car on its side. You can also get off at the Montgomery Road exit and get back on the highway. That'll put you beyond that as well. You're heavy back to the lateral. South 71 backed up toward Pfeiffer as onlookers are uh, stopped slowing down to see what's going on there. They've cleared an accident, South 75, in that left contraflow lane. It's reopened, but it's left you a bit sluggish back toward Union Center. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. 
I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And an accident involving two semis. Southbound 275 before the Lawrenceburg exit has the right lane blocked. There is a slight backup there. You're heavy through the construction zones north 75 north of Richwood Turfway and east 275 between Mineola Pike and 75. Rob Williams, News Radio 700 WLW. You by Abzi. <laughs> This is the Training Camp Report with Tony Pike, brought to you by Yingling Golden Pilsner on 700 WLW, the home of the best Bengals coverage. All right. No uh, no practice today. Is that correct, Tony? No practice. So the station was nice enough today to send me up here to the Western and Southern Open to do the... Uh, 1533 to 6 broadcast, and Bo has decided to take a vacation today, so taking a little tennis tonight. That's not a bad place to be. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's a pretty good gig. <laughs> right. As workplaces go, that ain't bad. Yeah, it's, it's not bad at all, though. They were set up right outside. There's a giant Jenga game that people are playing, so about every 10 minutes, there's a huge crashing sound of the, of the Jenga game. So, other than that, it's been great up here. So uh, you watched the game last night, I'm sure. Yep. What what uh, did you see that you liked? Well, there's a lot to like from last night. Outside of the offense on that first drive, uh, Ryan Finley looked great. He completes nine in a row to start the game. Ryan again. Finley did look good. Yeah, I mean, he, he's looked great now two straight preseason games. Uh, the receiving core that everyone has talked about being in question with A.J. Green out and, and John Ross now practicing, guys like Auden Tate, Josh Malone, uh, Willis all look good, and, and they contribute in a big way. So a ton to, to see on a positive offensively. And I think the defense as a whole, you give up 400 yards to Kansas City and everyone's questioning, you come back and give up under 220 to the Redskins. And over 100 of those come on three plays. So over the course of 42 other plays, you hold the Redskins at about 105 yards. I'd say that's a pretty good outing from Lou Anarumo in this defense. Yeah, I mean, there was no Geno Atkins. There was no Carl Lawson. So you got guys that are really competing for spots on this team. Who did you yep. like best out of that D-line? I like Kerry Wynn on the defensive line, a guy that you know we don't get to talk about much, a sack, a fumble recovery, uh, playing really well. Uh, and, and really, like, like you said, this, this is a defensive line, and it's tough to make the, the team at that spot. They just drafted Brunel Wren out of Arizona State to probably pick up another roster spot. So you start counting down with Lawson and Hubbard and Jordan Willis and Carlos Dunlap, Geno Atkins and company, there's only a few spots left. I thought Kerry Wynn was really impressive last night for the Bengals against the Redskins. And another positive I, that I saw was uh, Alex Eric, Erickson on uh, special teams, man. That guy can fly. Yeah, Alex Erickson absolutely gets that. So he wasn't even going to be returning all the, all the punts, but comes in due to an injury. And doesn't just go back there and fair catch kicks. He returns one for a touchdown for 75 yards. If there was any talk of a return battle, that that was put to rest last night with the fumble issues in game one and Alex Derrickson play last night. He is a vital part of this team, especially when you see the role of special teams and what they play in today's football with the longer extra points and field goals. Any positive you have on special teams is a weapon. And as far as the negs go, what do you uh, what do you think? I mean, penalties, obviously. Yeah, 
Yeah, penalties, especially on the offensive line on that first drive. Man, that that stuff was biting them in the butt last year. Yep. Same thing, mental errors. And then you hear, you hear the news from Lappin before the game that Christian Westerman is, is contemplating retiring. All of a sudden, that would be three guys from last year retiring. You lose Jonah Williams. You don't have much depth at that line position. So an offensive line that's trying to get better that may lose a piece, uh, that's a huge negative. And then a guy on that offensive line, the play of Trey Hopkins was impressive. The play of Michael Jordan was impressive. So guys now like John Jerry and Billy Price uh, have a big week ahead of them if they want to get their starting jobs back. All right. Well, with that, we'll let you go, Tony. So uh, who uh, are you going to stick around for the rest of the evening to watch tennis? Well, Djokovic goes at 7, so I think I'm going to stay for at least Novak's match and then go from there. All right, well, uh, tell Joker we said hi and uh, have a couple of pops and enjoy the view. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. See you, buddy. This has been the Training Camp Report on 700 WLW, the home of the best Bengals. All right, imartexpress.com. Eddie and Rachel coming up here in, uh, shoot, less than 10 minutes. John Matteris will join us. See what's gone. I heard you and Willie talking about Rob Zombie, and uh, he he got sued or something. What happened? He didn't get sued. He actually settled. Uh, he he was walking through the crowd, going back up to the stage during one of his concerts, and a woman grabbed his shirt, uh, okay. just his shirt, and he proceeded to come back at her and grabbed her by the hair, basically uh, okay. grabbed gotcha. her, grabbed her up, and so uh, two days later, he has financially settled with this woman already. Um, so. See, I've always heard he was kind of a jerk, but, you know, I In mean. this video, it definitely looks like it. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I've somebody made a glom at you, I don't know how I'd react either, but I, I, mean, I have definitely heard he's a jerk. I feel like if somebody, if a female fan, let's just say back in, you know, back in the day when you didn't have to deal with us over here and mm-hmm. you, did, you, you lived the rock star lifestyle. Oh, yeah. When the ladies threw themselves at you and they grabbed onto your clothing, were you offended? Did you want to punch them? Because that's kind of no. how Rob Zombie acted. Finish the job, son. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's just totally not the right reaction. Now, if she had like actually physically grabbed his person, I'd understand him being yeah, a little yeah, bit more of whatever. a jerk. But what else? Well, let's uh, let's do what else is trending, shall we? How about it, Matt? She's got her manicured finger on the nation's pulse. Here's Rachel with today's top three trending topics on 700 WLW. Let's cut right to the chase, shall we? How about number three? Trending topic number three. Three. Let's go from one zombie to another. I am obsessed with the zombie snail. This is how the world ends, That thing is creepy as hell now. This is how the world ends. This is going to mutate and, like, attack people. I'm telling you. If you haven't seen this thing on uh, our blog, look it up. I don't know what causes it to do that. Okay, it's a certain kind of parasitic worm. It crawls into the eye socket of the snail. It slowly takes over the body of the snail and then takes over its nervous system. And when it does that, it creates, it kind of looks like a caterpillar, even though it's a snail. Obviously, you still see the snail, but the pulsating neon light that is meant to kind of replicate the look of a caterpillar so that it can attract birds, the birds eat it, and then it can lay eggs in the bird's reproductive system and then start the process all over again. So that's what it does. Yes. Terrifying. Rocky and I touched on this the other day. We just thought it was cool. 
but <laughs> we oh, I don't. Uh, like had neon lights in it or something. Yeah, but I, I, I didn't know that's what we couldn't figure out why it was called the zombie snail. I went all out. Of course, I super researched and scared myself to death because I'm like, what if? What if? What if I accidentally this eat? worm? Well, yeah. What if this worm decides? What I like people now. <laughs> Screw the snails. Let's go with people, and that is how you have World War Z. That is that's it. So you're not gonna. So in other words, you're not gonna be in a whole lot of escargot this weekend. I'm if I, I don't want any snails crossing my path. That's what I'm gonna say. You know that might be one of those like things where you grab the you know the hairspray and the lighter and you just kill it with fire. Kill it all with fire. So you're one of those who are afraid of World War Z coming along, huh? Oh yeah. Now please, you sit across from a guy most of the week that has a bunker. I'm sure. Well, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> He admittedly has a bunker. He's told me that. So, I mean. And he kind of apologized. He's like, he tries to pretend he doesn't have one. But I he know, goes, right? Like, we all God, know. God, you could call it that. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, do you have spam and baked beans down there? Because if you do, that's a bunker. <laughs> <laughs> How about number two, Matt? Trending topic number two. Uh, this is my probably my favorite video of the week. It is a demonstration of the dangers of what they call town gas. It's a yes. cheaper version of helium. Yes. You can use it in place substitution of helium. I've never heard of that. I haven't Have either, you? but it's not healthy for people. You know, you can use helium to make squeaky voices, right? This, you, they don't recommend it, and they show you why with explosions, which is great. This is the best way to teach children. I say let the kids learn with, once again, fire, right? Well, all... If again this adult supervised, okay. This this video call. when you see it, if I was a kid, I'd be like, "That's cool. I want to do that." You probably wouldn't suck it out of a balloon, though. I Captain. would not do that. Exactly, and but that's I would what definitely try to... to create one of those fireballs. Yeah, because he blows up the balloon with like the. Uh, it's just great, just, like a helium yeah, balloon, and you'd release it and it floats. But it creates a fireball. It's but so he's cool. got a blowtorch and he hits the balloon with it, and the thing just. This is teaching at its finest right here. That's what I well, say. Well, if one of my teachers would have done that in school, I would have been like, Right? Thank you. Yes. I'm not skipping tomorrow. No, you show up for that guy's class. <laughs> Absolutely you do. How about number one, Matt? Trending topics number one. one. I had to put this one at number one just for you. Yes. Uh, the video of the college girls stumbling across a jail with a yard. And proceeding to flash the inmates. Well, they, uh, what got me about this is I can't figure out what these girls are doing outside of the jail. Because if you read, because you can't really hear what they're saying. But one of them goes, oh, that's a jail. Who looks at a jail and doesn't know it's a jail? Because it's not a jail jail. It's, I mean, like a city jail. This is like a prison. Yeah. There's barbed wire around it and whatnot. There's a yard. There are men in the yard. Yes. They are, they are yelling. So and, uh, uh, one of the young women decides to reciprocate in the best way she can from afar. Right. And uh, Her name's Taylor. And I don't know why, but that just... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Correct me is so the right name for this video. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, it's a tailor. Well, her girlfriends are kind of egging her on, and she hesitated. I don't. I don't even know if she hesitated. It I took don't think her she about, did. It I took think... her about seven seconds to get the job done. Yeah, well, just I, leave it I at think that. she messed it. She was trying to fiddle with her bikini top longer than she actually decided whether or not she was going to do it. She knew. She knew. Oh, she yeah. committed. Good for her. Well, you know, bravo. I say to that too. Just like that flaming balloon teacher guy. Uh, also on our blog, check out uh, the goat committing suicide. Oh, he, actually, the goat he lives. lives. I don't know how I much would, longer. I wouldn't have put that on uh, there if I thought he splatted. But I, all I wanted to know was, what was the goat doing out there on the balcony? He's on the fourth floor of a building, and it's so terrible. I feel so bad. Poor goat. But he's like on the ledge of a fourth floor of a building. It's an apartment building outside of a bedroom. I don't know. But if I were a goat and my choices were a four-story fall or going back inside and I chose to jump, I'm going to leave that to your imagination, what was going on in there. (laughs) I'm free. I'm free. Ah. Uh, And also a bunch of other stuff on the blog, including my final uh, song of the day, Saluting Woodstock. How many days have you been saluting? Two weeks. Okay. I could do that. I could have done this for a month. I know you could have. Because my kid is at home. I was telling Rock about this. My kid is at home yesterday. He goes, Dad, I found a Woodstock list, uh, song list on Spotify. I'm going to listen to all of them. I'm like, well, good luck with that. Yeah, really. He said, it's over 100 songs. <laughs> that is <laughs> like, a lofty endeavor. Good knock, for him. Knock yourself out, kid. But anyways, this uh, I think this was the best, best performance at Woodstock. Check it all out. 700WRW.com. Eddie and Rocky, it's all there. Coming up next, we got John Matterese, Channel 9. Don't waste your money. But now, Rob, what is going on with that track? Cincinnati. Always love this time every Friday where we go to the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline to talk to our good buddy John Matterese, Channel 9. Don't waste your money. Johnny, how are you? Oh, I'm not bad after I think I spent about 18 hours yesterday at Kings Island. I was there till midnight wrapping up our coverage of that new Giga roller coaster that I know I've talked to you guys about probably a hundred times over the past Oh, month. easily. Now, how yeah. much of a wimp am I that I watched the the footage, which is the, you know, like animated footage of what yeah. this will look like, it's and really I got cool. sick. Yeah, <laughs> I got yeah, sick. Yeah, if you're uh, not somebody who really likes uh, steep drops, be careful on the. They call it the point of view because, oh my goodness, that thing drops 300 feet. I mean, at 90 miles an hour, and that's really going to uh, really going to shake you up. I tell you, I went to Cedar Point last month and rode the the Giga Coaster they have. It's called Millennium Force, and it's uh, a little taller. It's uh, 310 feet. Oh my goodness, the ride that gave, that drop. Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm still searching for my stomach. I think it's floating somewhere <laughs> over Cleveland. Yeah, even my uh, my kid was looking at that video online, and he goes, 
that first hill, it looks like you're going straight up. Yeah. 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 The and climb. Then sit down. Yeah. And, and also with these, it's not like the climb if you're used to like the beast or the racer, you know, and it kind of takes its time. It goes click, 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 right. click, you know, and you're going up the hill at the beast. No, these things have a cable, these new ones. And it, I mean, it flies up that hill in like five seconds. It's just like zoop. It like launches you up the hill and then. You just see the ground, and it's it's unreal what that 300-foot drop is like. 100 feet higher than Diamondback. So if you're one of the people who's been to Kings Island, you look at Diamondback, and you go, ah, that's kind of tall. That's only 200 feet high. This one's 100 feet higher. It's like it's like dropping from the top of the Eiffel Tower at the park. Unbelievable. See, that's, that's insane. And you're going over 90 mile an hour. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, I think that, yeah, 91 miles an hour. So it, it's just a, an amazing experience. I mean, I love it because I, I enjoy coasters. I've been to several parks to ride them, but if you're, if you're not into it, you may just want to kind of stand on the sidelines and watch your nephew ride <laughs> and enjoy the blue ice cream. And how many, because uh, I noticed, it, it, was it four across on this? Uh, yeah, it should be four seats across and actually have a really good capacity, so it'll move uh, faster, move more people than Diamondback, uh, which will be really nice. It'll, it'll get them up. It'll get them out. But I'll tell you, when that thing first opens, you're going to get some long lines. You're going to have some two-hour oh, lines. Geez, Always do geez. when a ride opens. How long is the ride in terms of, like, minutes? Because right, it seems like in the animation was so you. quick. Yeah, it's just yeah. two minutes. I mean, wow. it's, it's, it's just, I mean, just over two minutes. It's actually shorter than the Beast because the Beast, you know, the world's longest roller coaster, and uh, it's going to be shorter than that. But uh, you know, you you fly through you fly through that thing. I mean, this is going much faster than riding the Beast or the Racers. So it's going to be an experience. It's really going to be a lot of fun, and I think people are just thrilled that they announced it. You know, already hearing from some people say, "Well, it's not going to break any records. It's not going to be taller than the one in Cedar Point." It, it's like, come on. We are getting a giant coaster. There's only seven of them in the world, uh, so be happy with it. It's just great for Kings Island, great for Cincinnati. All right, Johnny, how about these new uh, these new chip readers? Rachel, yeah. Rachel has an experience with one of them. Yeah, no, you tell me yours first, Johnny, and then I'm going to Well, mine is that uh, Kroger is starting to install them. They've put them in in Florence, Norwood, Westchester. Uh, a bunch of Krogers have these new chip card readers on the pump, and people are surprised because it's taking like 15 seconds for it to read the card. Yes. So you go to the pump, and you think you're swiping your card, like, you know, swipe, time to get gas. No, it's like you stick your card in, and then it holds onto your card. And then so, you hey, panic. Give me my card back. You panic. <laughs> really? Straight panic, so of it course. Holds, I, I haven't had that happen yet. God, that would freak me out, too. Yeah, well, a lot of them are still, you know, if you fill up in Oakley, Hyde Park, Loveland, uh, Eastgate, a lot of them are still the old-fashioned ones. It's just the swipe, so it takes you like a second. You just swipe, and it's time to fill, fill up your car. But with these chip card readers, they're more secure. That's the good news. They are more secure. They can't put those skimmers in that, you know, they skim the uh, magnetic strip. That's the good news. The bad news is <laughs> we went to one pump, and this guy's, like, fussing around for 30 seconds, saying the darn thing won't read my card, and he's trying to get it out. He's actually wrestling with the pump, Same. trying to get his card. I was that person. <laughs> totally that you? person in Newport. You, <laughs> happened to me. Really? What's, which pumps were you at? Where I was at Newport and uh, did not realize that the the reader had changed, and I'm trying to pull the card out, and it just won't. And the whole thing, it just you panic because you're like, not only is the card stuck in there, I, I don't know how anybody's going to get this out. It's holding on to it. Well, you know. What's funny, the one that I use, well, a couple of them that I've been to are like this. 
you have to do it real quick or it makes you do yeah. it again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the old ones, the uh, swipe cards, you actually have to do it really fast. You can't just kind of lollygag, put it in and pull it out. No, it's like, zoop, you got to snap that out. So people are trying to do that with these new ones, and, and you can break your card or leave the chip no behind doubt. inside the thing. All right. How about the uh, – I saw a little bit of this mold in storage units. Yeah, I did a story there on a uh, storage unit. Well, I don't I don't want to name the exact one on the radio because then I have to get into all the legalese. It's on our website, WCPO.com, and my Facebook page. But, yeah, there's this new storage unit that opened up on the east side of town. People all went there thinking, well, this is brand new. It's not going to have mice, no bed bugs. This is going to be nice. Put all my furniture in it. turns out it's so new, and it's so sealed up. You know how everything – these days is, you know, high efficiency. It's so sealed up and airtight that they're now getting a mold issue, especially on the first floor. They think it's the kind of the cold concrete floors hitting the damp uh, air from outside, but it's the, the floors are getting damp and people are finding mold all over their furniture. So it's something you got to watch for in some of these newer storage units. You know, with the old ones, you're worried about the, you know, the mice and the rats, uh, the, you know, the size of a raccoon, you know, going through right. your stuff. And with these... Uh, with these new storage units, it's not so much that. It's the mold. And, Eddie, you stack up all those Playboy and Penthouse magazines from the 1980s, they could be ruined by mold. I keep those in an air-conditioned, pressurized unit. you got to have them in the plastic, too. Uh, you right. yeah. <laughs> I, I put those in some moldy <laughs> garage thing. Put them into a, yeah. Into a, actually, that's a, you know, just joking aside, that's a, the best piece of advice. When you're using a storage unit, you have a bunch of stuff, a bunch of junk, put them in those plastic bins. Get those airtight plastic bins from Target or Walmart. Put your stuff in there. And if you're putting a couch, wrap that thing up in plastic. You know, wrap that thing up and duct tape it because there, there's still always the chance of moisture getting on it. There's always the chance of mice, rats. It's amazing what goes on in storage units. And then, you know, you go there a few months later, you get your stuff out, and it's like, uh, who chewed through my $2,000 couch? You know? And you just got to watch for it. All right, with that, Johnny, we'll let you go. Thanks so much, buddy. Great talking to you guys. Oh, did I mention there's a new roller coaster coming to Kings Island? Uh, no, oh, I know. You, you, you will next <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, have a good weekend, and don't waste your money. There's uh, John Mattery's Channel 9. So coming up, we're going to be talking to Dave, the IT guy, about cutting the cord. Now, you seem like the cord cutter type. I haven't yet, but I really want to. So See, I'm very See, that's what I want to. That's, I mean, this is kind of a selfish thing. <laughs> yeah, that's... I keep talking to my wife about it, and I'm like, but I don't understand it all. Yeah, maybe, maybe he can. We can just hire him. Maybe we could just hire Dave to come over and like do it for us. You think he'd do that? Well, I want him to break down all the different services because I can't quite figure out. Well, that too. What but every, then we hire him to actually do it for us. What and we they all do. It. I mean, I know what Netflix does, and that's okay. I get that part. But I mean, all these other things, Hulu and Amazon and, you know, Fire Stick and all sling. that kind of stuff. Don't and forget sling about Sling. And yeah. all that stuff, I, uh, we'll all find out together coming up. But now, the news, News Radio, 700 WLW. One for podcasts. So, cutting the cord, saving some cash. That's what it's all about. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's see. The thing is, it, it seems to me that cutting the cord, yeah, if you just want a few things, that's that's cool. Good for you. Just get an antenna and you have, I think there's like 20 channels just out there in broadcast. Really? There are that many? I think so, yeah. Wow. But um, you want stuff, you know, you, you want any add-ons, of course you have to pay for it mm-hmm. and subscribe to it. So I don't know how much that stuff all adds up. I guess it just, this way I, you can fine-tune it as opposed to cable where you have that, whatever it is, 100 channels, whether you want them or not. Right, right. So let's talk to this guy about it, about getting the job done and saving some money here on the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline. Dave Hatter, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Now, Dave, I you put, on your, uh, you put on your Facebook page, you cut the cord a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, and i got to tell you, Eddie and Rachel, it's been awesome. Um, here's the deal. I was able to get a higher-speed Internet service for all the streaming and, you know, for all my kids' games and that kind of thing. And even with a variety of streaming services, which for us, because, you know, we got to have all this stuff, uh, I got Netflix, I got Hulu, I got Sling TV, and I got Amazon Prime, I'm still paying about 50 to 60 bucks a month less than I was paying for uh, the full-blown Spectrum service at that time. Gotcha. So now, you know, one of the problems, honestly, is now there's so much content, it's hard to figure out what to watch, especially if you throw in all the stuff you can find on YouTube, even if you don't want to pay for YouTube. So, um, you know, honestly, it, it's really simple. You can cut the cord as long as you have good Internet connectivity. Go out and buy something like a $35 Roku. Got a bunch of Rokus, so you make a one-time investment of somewhere like 35 to 50 bucks. Amazon Fire Stick. There's a bunch of these things out there. I personally am a Roku fan. Um, okay, now what? Okay, let's let's break yeah. it down. What do you get off of the Roku? So the Roku is basically the streaming device. You know, you're going to plug it in uh, either to an inter- Ethernet connection or your Wi-Fi. It hooks up to your TV. At which point, it comes with a remote. Um, a lot of newer TVs have Roku built into them. I, I have one TV that's got a Roku device built into it, so it didn't even need an external device. That gives you the capability to vary, you know, pretty much like the menu system of cable, say, okay, I want to watch Netflix. So a menu pops up, you pick Netflix, it loads up Netflix through the Roku, you go find what you want. Another cool thing about Roku, and I don't think I think this is common across pretty much all of these platforms, whether it's Apple TV or Amazon Fire Stick or whatever, you could download an app to your phone and control the Roku from your phone. So when you lose the remote, which you inevitably will, we all know how that works, right? Absolutely. Especially if you have kids, that thing's going to be gone. Uh, you can control it from your TV or from your from your smartphone. So. Again, 35 bucks. So let's say you have five TVs in your house. You make a one-time investment of roughly 35 to $50 for each one of those TVs, or you buy a TV that's got a Roku in it. Then you decide what streaming services you want, and I can almost guarantee you'll save money. As long as your Internet connectivity is good, it, it works like a charm. So, in other words, the Roku thing is basically just a, a, it just conglomerates this stuff for you. Just puts, yeah, it, puts, it, it, it puts it all in one place for you. Yeah, essentially. I mean, think of it as your cable box. 
Okay? Gotcha. Now, again, some TVs will have that built in, and, you know, you don't even really need that. You could get something like a Chromecast and try to control it all through a computer. But, you know, now you're tied to yet another device or a smartphone or something here. It just makes it it's very, very simple to use. Uh, it makes it simple for a non-technical person to go out and buy one of these things, plug in the power, connect it to their Wi-Fi or to their local uh, Ethernet connection, and, and you're on pretty much. Now, there are some downsides to this. It's, it's, not all, it's not all pros. There are some cons. But for the most part, it, it's been great. I'm saving a lot of money and have access to way more stuff than I could ever possibly care to watch. Wow. Okay, so I, I'm going to tackle the big question here. Sure. There are so many streaming services now. So you mentioned Sling TV, but then you have, was it Fobu or Fubu? And then like the, the you, yeah, YouTube. Yeah. And they all have different channels that they specifically carry. Some of them overlap, some of them don't. So break down the streaming services for us. What, yeah, from what, your professional perspective. That's what we don't get, Dave, yeah. what, what they all the different ones offer. Well, you do get some overlap, and you also get into a scenario where the content owners, you know, will decide, I guess, they get a better deal from Netflix, and they pull their content from Hulu, and, you know, you got Disney getting into this space now. So you got a lot of heavy hitters um, with a lot of resources that can potentially dictate what contents are available in their channels. But I guess the, the, the big thing I want to start out with is, Unlike, and you made this point, I think, right before we came on, Eddie, that, you know, in the old days you had cable and you had X number of channels whether you wanted them or not. Correct. And you, you were paying a premium to get channels that you may not ever care to watch. Whereas well, see, that's the thing I think that people, a lot of people who have cable, that's the most common complaint. I bet you I might watch 25 channels, maybe, and I have 130 channels. Yeah, I watch, yeah. I think, four. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably somewhere between the two of you. I bet there <laughs> if I still had cable, I bet you there wouldn't be ten different channels I would watch. Well, any yeah, when I and when I say twenty five, I'm talking about fifteen of those. <laughs> I I just every once in a while I would say, oh wow, I haven't seen that in a while, and I'll watch it. Other than that, that's it. So, and another thing, and I'm sure you guys are well aware of this. Things like Netflix, you know, they have made substantial investments in content themselves, and they have very popular shows like Stranger Things. Now, being, you know, sort of a late 70s, early 80s kid, and, and the geek that I am, strange, I love Stranger Things. You know, I mean, it's like stepping right back into the 80s again. Um, so you have access to a lot of content you wouldn't necessarily get if you don't have cable. Uh, same thing with Amazon. You know, so Sling TV is typically bringing you more traditional channels, whereas Netflix is typically more movies for their own content. Um, so if you want to watch something like ESPN or CBS and you can't pick it up with your digital antenna, because that's the other piece of this, right? When you mentioned, Eddie, I probably here locally, you might be able to get maybe 20 channels. That's what I, that's uh, what I thought. I thought I'd read that number. That sounds about right, because I do have a couple digital antennas hooked up to some of these TVs, so if I want to watch some kind of local TV, like the Bengals game or something, you know, when it's on, uh, I can pick that up. And with, with the new digital stuff, the, the picture quality is fantastic. So when you throw that into the mix, it, so, so maybe you invest 20 to $30 in a digital antenna, you buy your Roku or similar device one time, you know, you, you buy Hulu, maybe you pay eight bucks a month for it, 
Uh, that gives you a whole ton of content. And, you know, things are moving in and out of these different services, and that's one of the things that aggravates people. But for the most part, you know, you can kind of, in most cases, test these things out, decide who has what content that you want, sign up for something today, get a free trial, you know, quit when you're done. Um, probably the biggest biggest problem on the good side of this is that there is an enormous amount of choices out there, as you mentioned, Rachel, and, and sometimes it's hard to figure out where is the content that I want. It's not like I just have my 100 channels on cable and can surf through them. Well, I can't find what I want on Netflix. Like I, have, I hate to admit this because I'm a dork, but I like the X-Files. Well, was the X-Files on Amazon Prime? Was it on Hulu? Is it on Netflix? Is it somewhere else? Sometimes it's hard to even remember, but one of the things Roku does will let you search you literally type in a search box and search across all of the services that you subscribe to. It, it's wild, and it's amazing how much content there is out there. All right. With that, Dave, yeah, you got me more curious. I'm going to have to go and super investigate it now. Check I've, it out. I've been kind of skimming over the surface at this point. Yeah, it, it's amazing how much is out there. And even then, throw in YouTube, and you have access to all this, an enormous amount of stuff for free. Excellent. With that, Dave Hatter, we'll let you go. Thanks, man. Always my pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. There's a day. I mean, you know, again, I, I don't know if I know any more than I did going into this. I'm always I'm familiar with all the names of everything. I just don't know what they provide. Live sports. That's the that's the that's, hang up because you could at certain teams and there are certain, uh, you know, channels are with certain different. Correct. Yeah, that, that's the one that always gets me. I'm going to have to sort that out. All right, we're getting some calls in on different people who apparently have cut the cord. We'll hear from them after the traffic. Rob, what is going on? Things are uh, not too bad right now. There are plenty of slow spots uh, from the UC Health Traffic Center. UC Health proudly serving as the official health care provider for the... Eddie and Rachel talking about cutting the cord. Got some calls. And, uh, hey, Ray, you're first up. We were talking about how many uh, channels you get with a digital antenna. We said 20, but you're saying way more than that. Hello? Yeah, right. Yes, uh, we get 40-some channels. Uh, I don't remember all the numbers, but we get like uh, 5, 7, 9, 12, 14, 19, 25, 48, 64. And then each one of those breaks down like channel 9, and then it would be 9-1, 9-2, 9-3. Yeah, they do that now, right? Yes, sir. And also on the uh, Roku thing, my wife's from Scotland. And she uh, prescribed to something called BritBox. Oh, yeah. And it gives a, yeah, it gives a programming from Scotland. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, she watches all the old uh, um, Scottish detective shows and murder mysteries and all that kind of stuff. See, I didn't know. And, and thanks. I didn't know you could get something like that. You can get BritBox on uh, Amazon Prime, too. Hey, Terry, how are you? Talking about membership services, what do you got? Hey, Eddie. Hey, Rachel. Okay, so I understand what Dave was saying. Um, You're using the Roku, per se, like your cable box. So you either plug it in, you use it, or the smart TVs have all that. But I think you still have to have a membership, like with Amazon Prime, with Netflix, 
with um See, who- uh, hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus that's what i thought i didn't think so you now just... you do and now you've got when you add up all those costs to have all those different ones and on top of the, well i get it one time you buy the, the roku stick i get that but then I, I wonder if it's still cheaper having all those because you may watch something that you know three different you need three different um you know, services for right. Services. Well, that's what I was asking. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. which, exactly. which service supplies what? I don't of, think he hit on that. I think you know, like I'm using my cousin's HBO because he come to my house and we signed in, so I get it free through him. You know, it's it's okay. Um, but that's what I see. That's what I was wondering. You and I were talking off the air. As far as watching um, sports goes, I don't yeah. know where you get all that because that's well, and, and, I watch a lot. You know, Fox Sports, of course, all the Reds games are on there. That's and me ESPN too. And that's, stuff. that's why I'm still attached to the cable right now because I will not give up baseball in season. So I might explore this once the season's over. But you have to go with a specific type, like maybe it's Sling, maybe it's YouTube TV. One of those specifically carries the Fox Sports umbrella. So, you know, then you go with that, but then you might not get um, other types of sports that you would typically watch because that's under ESPN and you have to get a different service provider for that one. And it's it's just difficult. See, that's that's one thing that I would miss because I, I'm not necessarily a junkie, but if there's a good basketball or foot, you know, college football game on or something on ESPN, I mean, it's a good, good game. I'll, yeah. I'll watch it. But I don't, there's a lot of times I don't seek it out, but I'll run across and go, wow, this is a great game. And then the one or two channels that you do really watch, like you said, you only have a couple that you pay attention to. Same here. Those might not be on the service provider that has the sports package you're interested in. So then, like, I can't give up my, my HGTV. I can't give up my investigation discovery channel. Can't give up the See, murder channel. No, of course see, not. One of the things that bugs me is I don't know how many shopping channels are on my cable service. Probably a ton, yeah. I literally have never watched five seconds of one of those channels. I think I know four station numbers by heart, and those are the only stations I, I really watch. I had no doubt about that. <laughs> Scott, what's going on? Talking about bypassing the memberships. How do you do that? Uh, well, you just get, uh, basic internet, um, if you want to hire, like, a gig or whatever, you know, um, internet service you want, um, and then you don't have to, uh, get all the channels and everything, um, you've got Amazon Prime, which is what I have, and then I download all the apps, such as Ghost, uh, Phantom, uh, there's a, a bunch of movie boxes out there, you can watch all the new movies, um, if you try to watch them a day or two after they come out, you're going to get uh, cams. But about a week after they're out, they start coming out with, you know, uh, good copies of it. And you can, I haven't been to the movie in I don't know how long because I watch them all on, my, uh, on the TV. See, that's cool. We, um, do know, and we do not condone pirating, 
per FCC regulation. I I knew a guy named uh, <laughs> Teddy who found this uh, sports uh, pirate site out of Britain, and mm-hmm. I used to watch all the football games, or he used to watch all the football games. Yeah, Chris uh, down the hall at EBN, he watches every movie that way. He knows he knows a, a like group of people, so he's getting it like from the people who are actually shooting it before it even goes into. Uh, I don't know how it gets disseminated nice. to the public, but yeah, he's he's all locked into that. Hey, Steve, what do you have for us? Hey, uh, good to hear from you guys. It, it really caught my attention. I cut the cord, uh, actually the Discord, about a month ago. Went to YouTube TV, and I was paying 170 a month for disc service. It's 50 bucks a month. YouTube TV got to have a Roku. Um, the cool thing is. It has all your local stations. If you if you go from, and this is on your smartphone as well. If you were to move to Dayton uh, up the road for the day, you can watch it on on uh, your smartphone. You have the Dayton local stations. It's got all the sports stuff, guys. I mean, all the ESPN, all the Fox. If you want to watch wow, the Red, really, it's there. Oh yeah, Eddie. It's if you're a sports guy, YouTube TV. Rachel, it's got HGTV. Thank so you. You got that. I like he's watching that. Uh, and my wife would not let me do it if it didn't have that. Right. Um, so you can't be without it. Nobody could be without no. it. Right. Smithsonian. But but the big thing is it's got cable, all the cable news stuff. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I probably watch 10 channels or so. And you can line them up, order them at the top of your list, and you don't have to flip through them. I mean, it's it's 50 wow. bucks a month, guys. I mean, it's. And if I can install it, anybody can. The Roku stick is the way to go, by the way. All right, Steve, thanks a lot. I'm that that's good advice right there now. Cause that that's well like well, like I was saying, there those he hit the nail on the head there with some of those that I'd be most concerned about. And you can go to each I think there's places that compare them and then you have the um you have the channel listings and you can go go through. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Coming up. Going to be talking to our buddy Jay Ratliff about service animals and how out of control it is on airplanes. That and so much more to come after the news. News Radio 700 WLW. One for podcast. Rachel, always a pleasure to talk to this fella, our aviation expert, Jay Ratliff. And Jay, a couple of things I wanted to hit with you. First off, you know, you've talked to us enough to know that the service animal thing drives me nuts on airplanes. <laughs> yep. I mean, they're talking about now the, uh, I, I'll just read the first headline, uh, first line of the story. Miniature horses are among the service animals approved to take on flights according to new guidelines provided by the feds. Which, which on they, they've always been allowed. So, I mean, there's, right. there's really Not nothing bad. new there. Uh, the thing, Eddie, that concerns me is uh, as you read the Department of Transportation guidelines that they released here recently is that airlines cannot restrict passengers from traveling with more than one emotional support animal. Oh, so that. airlines cannot limit the total number of air of uh, support animals that we take on a flight. Sherry and I have seen people walking through the airport with a dog on each hand. See, that's nuts because you know as well as I do, Maybe, and I repeat, maybe 
half those animals are sir, quote unquote service animals. Oh, you're 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 being kind. That's what I'm saying. I think I'm you being are very rounding kind. Up big time. I mean, do you My, get do you get a separate service animal for each like anxiety disorder I you guess, might be flying right. with? If this like, is for my PTSD. This is for my uh, <laughs> right. You have to have separate dogs. I quit smoking last week. That's for this one exactly. Right. So I, I don't. It just. And that's the unfortunate thing is there's a percentage, and I'm thinking it might be 20% of the traveling public that that needs these. And the idea that there's idiots out there that are trying to make it, that's a little harsh because I understand some people just don't want to put their their dogs in the uh, cargo compartment because occasionally they do die down there. So some people say they are doing this not to save money or keep the animal with them, but just to protect them. So I, I get that. Um, but it, it's still, you know, we're doing things that can work against the people that really, really need these emotional support animals. And See, it, that's it, what it, drives me nuts, Jay, because, yeah, there are people who do need animals, and there are those people who just go like, you know, I like you said, I just want to make sure Fluffy doesn't go down in the cargo hold. Where you know perhaps the stress of the situation could could kill the animal, which which happens uh, on unfortunately kind of an ongoing basis with airlines. But uh, it's something that you know there there have been news interviews with people who said, look. You know, I I went around the system, and I'm I, I'm willing to talk about it. Where there've been these reports of people, they they later feel bad about it, but after they've done it, where they're basically saying, yeah, I, I lied. I went online. I got the best. I paid forty bucks. I got the paperwork. Blah blah blah. And look, airlines before had you know before the DOT came out with any sort of guidelines because they've been super late on this, is that you have to contact the airline 48 hours in advance. Mm-hmm. You have to basically prove that you have a legitimate need and documentation. Now the DOT is coming out and saying, look, you can't require advance notice for anyone traveling with service animals, really? which means it's right back on the airline making a split decision at the point of departure, uh, you know, a point where you're basically asking them to make the call. And it, to me, a lot of these guidelines, I'm just thinking, my gosh, we just made it worse than what it's going to be. And, you know, these may be revised down the road because the airlines are going to work with them. Uh, the DOT also kind of slapped Delta upside the head uh, because they said airlines cannot restrict a cert- or ban a certain breed. And Delta said mm-hmm. no no pit bulls. Uh, and they're saying yes. You can't do that. So it's just there are going to be some changes with the way airlines do, and and I'm glad they're doing it from the sake of consistency because if you fly one airline to the West Coast and another one back, there should be some consistency within the rules. But this is getting worse and worse, and it's almost at a point where – you know, you see some of these international movies where, you know, you've got chickens running up and down the aisles and things with some of these commercial flights. That's yeah. where we're headed. And yeah. I just, it just, it just scares me because it's bad enough when you've got Cheerios on the floor from the kid before you on the flight. But when you've got miniature horse doo doo and some of these other things that are going to, you're going to have They're to contend correct. with, it, mm-hmm. it's just, and you're talking about sitting in a confined area near some of this stuff that's, hurriedly been cleaned up where you're either going to asphyxiate over the cleaning odor or what was left there for, for maybe two or three hours. And it's, I don't know, again, we're enduring air travel. We're far from enjoying it, and we prove it all the time. And this is just the latest example. Yeah. I, I sat next to a pilot on a flight once, and I asked him, what's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you on a flight? And he said, a service animal that was a pot-bellied pig 
got loose okay. at the beginning of a flight. Mm-hmm. And it was a flight from, I think, Chicago to Phoenix. So it was about a four-hour flight and ran the entire length of the airplane for the most of the flight. They couldn't catch him. And that was the worst experience he had ever had as a commercial pilot. But I have to ask you, Jay, you fly a lot. What's your Mm -hmm. worst experience with a service animal? You know, most of it has just been watching people that, you know, Sherry and I, we buy the discounted first-class seats, so, so we're normally up front. But a lot of times I'll walk the airplane just to stretch my legs, and I see people that are seated next to rather large animals. And we already have a coach compartment that's very full, and to see somebody that is already restricted in space giving more space away right. uh, to make room for a rather large dog that may be seated next to them is something that I just really – it just really bothers me because I'm thinking it's tough enough to travel these days as it is. It's a crapshoot who you're going to be sitting next to one way or another. The seats are getting smaller. There's less room between rows. It's almost like a science experiment entitled, just how much can these people take? So yeah. they're making it worse and worse just to see what the, the breaking point is uh, because it continues to do so. And some of these new stupid seat designs that are going to be designed to make it easier to cram more seats on there are just it, – it's mind-boggling. But, you know, to see this latest thing with the, the service animals, it's getting worse and worse, and I think the DOT has made it a little bit worse, which, surprise, surprise, when the government got involved, that's what happened. Uh, it, it's just unfortunate, and it's going to be very interesting to see over the next couple of years the horror stories because, look, you know, I've been doing the things on the morning show since January of 2005. I've never before ran out of topics to talk about, and I can tell you now <laughs> with these service animals, it's hard to pick which one you're going to talk about. Right. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, wait till they uh, allow people to talk on their phones. Now, if they that ever would, do that, you're going to just see fistfights every flight. They, 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 there's places around the world where you can, but uh, at least now the government, along with the airlines, recognize that's not going to be a good idea because most people, when they're on a phone, they feel like they have to talk louder. You give them alcohol, they talk louder anyways, right. and you talk about things that are just going to be out of the control of the flight attendants. You already have, you know, look, look 20 years ago, airplanes were 50, 55 percent full, maybe 60 percent was the load factor. Now you're talking about 85, 90 percent, a lot of them full all the way. You've got people traveling with more hand carry bags, now with animals, and so many things that are going on. And oh, yeah, we've just reduced the ground time, or we've got to turn that airplane in 38 minutes versus 50 minutes. And you have pressure and stress at all time highs for everyone from the gate to the crew to the ground workers. And, you know, this week, on a very sad note, we had two ramp agents that were killed. One in Charlotte and one in, at the JFK airport involving tugs because of the, you know, they were doing too much too fast. And I don't know exactly what the, 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 the investigation is going to show. But, you know, you, you have people that are losing their life over some of this stuff. And it's just, you know, we, we need to slow down. And I understand getting those silver revenue tubes in the air is important. But, uh, you know, you reach a point where enough is, is certainly more than enough. All right. Well, Jay, you know, I'm not – the reason I – I think of people who travel a lot for a living. I had a, a friend of mine who uh, doesn't do this job anymore, but literally for years, he was in the air two, three times a week. Oh, yeah. I yeah, can't imagine way. guys like that putting up with stuff like this. I mean, I'm, you know, I only fly a couple of times a year. Those road warriors, those men and women, yeah. my gosh, it is just absolute, you know, when you look at it, 
um, you know, they, they have seen so much over the years that so many of them are just thinking, oh, my gosh, it's just, you know, how much more can I take? And it's, you, you feel for them. And it's at a point now where it's, it's getting worse and, and you have airlines that before really didn't treat us as well as we like. At least these individuals are given a little bit of a feeling of worth by the way that they're treated by airlines. But still, they're going through so many things right now. It's, it's, it's difficult when they have to put up with that. And of course, you know, the business people that normally board first and they see this caravan of people walking, you know, by them, banging them with their, their bags and the animals coming by and things. And they just shake their head thinking a lot of those people board last because they don't, don't want to go through that, especially if they're in the aisle seat. They don't want to be black and blue by the time the plane yeah, leaves. No doubt. Well, Jay, with that, we'll let you go. Thanks so much, buddy. Always my pleasure. Thank you. Jay uh, Ratliff, our aviation guy here at 700 WLW with the traffic. Rob, what's up? From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Health proudly serving as the official health care provider for the 2019 Western and Southern Tennis Open. Traffic is slow northbound 75 due to an accident at Paddock. You're heavy back to Mitchell and reports of metal debris in the center lane, south 71 before 275. Southbound 71 heavy south of Western Road down to Montgomery Road, then Martin Luther King on to Fort Washington Way. You're still slow through the construction north 75 north of Richwood up to Turfway, then Dixie to the cut in the hill and Mitchell to 275. South 75 stop and go from Union Center to Galbraith between the lateral and 74 and Harrison to the bridge. North 71, a crowd, Smith Edwards to the Montgomery Road exit. And eastbound, you're heavy from 75 towards corner. Rob Williams, News Radio. East Cincinnati. Eddie and Rachel, as we do here every Friday, go to the acutehearingcenters.com hotline to find out what's new in the theaters this weekend. Our buddy Kevin Carr, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing today? Looking great, man. What are we seeing this weekend? Well, probably the one that's going to make the most noise is Good Boys, which is a raunchy comedy in the spirit of Superbad. You know, every generation has their sort of you know, after-school crazy shenanigans going on as people are going to a party-type movie. That goes all the way back to, like, American Graffiti and then, you know, 16 Candles in the 80s and Dazed and Confused in the 90s. Uh, well, the, the kind of the change with this one is if the kids are like a lot younger, they're like twelve year olds or sixth graders. And because I saw, I saw, I've just seen like stuff about it. I haven't seen a trailer or anything, but I knew there were little kids in it. Yeah, younger. I wouldn't say little kids. They're not like six year olds. Okay, but, but yeah, they're, they're but sort any, of like yeah. on that cusp of puberty where they still have their innocence, but their innocence is starting to crack, so to speak. And um, the, the whole point of it is they're going to be going to a party where they're going to be playing kiss, uh, spin the bottle, and there's going to be kissing, and it's, you know, kids, 12-year-olds will do that. It's not bad if you're just playing with other 12-year-olds. That's when it, you know, but uh, it's uh, it's a little, it was one of those that I was like, I don't know how this is going to be, because you don't want to see, like, a night of debauchery with, like, kids like that. Right. But oh, the, where they make it work is, like I said, these kids have a certain degree of innocence still left in them. And while they they have potty mouths when they're with each other, as as I was at twelve, I wouldn't talk like that in front of my parents, but I talk like that in front of my friends. Well, sure. Um, but they're still innocent and completely ignorant of a lot of this stuff that 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 adults like us take for granted. So it's it's not that they're like actually 
they're, they're, they end up swerving into inappropriate things and finding inappropriate things, but they either get it completely wrong or they have no idea what it is, and weirdly enough kind of come out with that innocence still intact. So it, it, the, the comedy comes from the fact that they really don't know what they're getting into, and that's where it becomes funny. All right. How about, uh, and this is one, because I'm kind of, I'm not a super, like, Springsteen nerd, but yeah. I enjoy the music. What This Blinded by the Light movie. Yeah, it's actually based on a true story. It's based on memoirs of this guy. So it tells the story of when he was a, he's a Pakistani-born guy in the U.K. Back in the 80s, he was a teenager, and he was going to school. And, you know, no matter where you're from or what nationality you are, we can all agree that the teenage years kind of stink, you know? You're right. dealing with a lot of garbage being thrown at you from all angles. And it's this kid trying to get through all that, and he discovers Springsteen's music, and he realizes that it really speaks to him and it gives them you know some inner strength and it gives them some direction it allows him to come of age and it says a lot about the music and the power of music that this pakistani youth in in the uk can find some meaning in the singer songwriter from new jersey and that it can have that kind of connection so it's kind of charming that way. Uh, you know, it's um, it's another one of those movies. We've had a whole bunch that sort of celebrate music of a band, not necessarily the person behind it. Like, uh, you know, Yesterday, for example, that came out earlier this summer where it celebrated the Beatles' music in a unique way. That's what this does with Springsteen's music. Yeah, I had read, and Springsteen signed off on this. Yeah, apparently he had read the book. He had come across the book that this guy wrote about how much his music uh, meant to him and how it got him to uh, sort of grow up and, and, and follow his dreams. And he was taken by it, so he lent uh, the, the, the aid to this movie and said, yeah, you can license these songs because his songs aren't always easy to license. Uh, so, yeah, he kind of got behind it, which is, you know, it's a nice little story. You know, we need nice little stories now and then you know, because there's so much nonsense happening in the world today. It's nice to just have a story that makes you smile. And, of course, the Angry Birds, too. Yeah. Because yeah, the Angry Birds 1 got kind of hammered, but uh, everybody seems to be liking this one. Well, it's weird. This one's getting a lot of good reviews, but they're not coming from me. I'm just going to warn you. <laughs> <laughs> the first Angry Birds movie seemed so unnecessary, and it already seemed like that was at the waning edge of the popularity of yeah, Angry right. Birds. Yeah, right. Exactly. And and so they did a sequel, and it's like got this, these these eagles are trying to get the islands from the pigs and the birds, and so the pigs and the birds have to join forces against them. And it just it's, it's such an unnecessary movie, and they force so much into this story, and all these characters, and they have to have like the characters from the other Angry Birds games, like the little chicks, because uh, they got a game with the little chicks, and so everyone has to get screen time, and it's exhausting to watch. Uh, yeah, it's got some clever stuff in it, but it's. It's so unnecessary. It plays exactly as you would expect an unnecessary sequel to an unwanted movie that was based on a game you play on your phone. Well, uh, so I'll take that as a maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I just need to know when Candy Crush the movie is coming out. Yeah, well, you know, they did that emoji movie, so that swerves into, I think, everything. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> All right. With that, Kevin, we'll let you go. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks so much, uh, Kevin Carr. Fat guys at the movies.com. So coming up, we always like to do a movie-themed uh, uh, topic. Yeah. Well, after we talk to him and with Woodstock, this is the 50th ever today, I believe, is the second day of the festival. Uh, and... So Rock and I did Best Soundtrack a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. so I don't want to do that again. But Best Use of Music, Best Music Scene in a Movie. I'm going to grab these. You're gonna, I'm going to have you tell me yours off air. I have mine, and I'm going to put them up on your blog. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's get a let's couple together. That. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. the big one, pound 700 on AT&T. Your calls after the news right now. News Radio 700 WLW. Blinded by the light. Eddie and Rachel talking about in honor of the 50th anniversary and also the anniversary of the death of Elvis Presley. Yes, that's today too. We got to do a little music themed thing, so we're going to do. Best use of music in a... This sounds like the Oscars. Oh, it's fun. Best use of um, uh, music in a scene in a movie. We're throwing all sorts of things around. I like it. It's great. So uh, We're going to take yours right now. Let's get to them. Hey, Marianne, what's going on with you? Best use of music. What do you got? Well, what came to mind, and I hope it fits, is from the movie The Big Chill. They've all gathered at their friend's house. They've gone to the church for the funeral. And the gal, I can't remember her name, sits down at the organ and plays. You can't always get what you wanted. Yeah, that, you know what, that, I, I remember that scene. I haven't seen that movie in I, years, but that I remember that scene. I thought it was kind of cool, so I hope it fits your... Uh, oh, no, that's exactly yeah. what we're looking for. Because it, doesn't it, he starts <laughs> playing it on the organ, but doesn't it go into the Stones version after a while or something? I yeah, I kind of think it does. And you're right, it's been a while since I've watched it. But, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I liked it quite a lot. All right, thanks, Marianne. Great movie and an excellent soundtrack all throughout. Oh, no doubt. I used to listen to that one all the time. Hey, James, how you doing? Yo, James. All right, how about, well, we got two James. How are you? <laughs> Good, how are you? Good, buddy. What do you got? Uh thinking uh kevin bacon every time i hear footloose when he starts uh dancing in the barn yeah you know that's that's pretty uh iconic stuff there that one and, and not just that but uh when uh time you hear a rocky theme song or eye of the tiger it's about it pretty much any rocky movie just immediately pops in your mind oh for sure there especially that original rocky theme man there's uh if that does i have the tiger well, not I. I mean that. when I hear uh, when I think of Rocky, I think of Eye of the Tiger running up the stairs, the iconic Philly scene. For me, that was the that was the music moment in Rocky. Yeah, well, that but then the original Rocky that wasn't that was him that was the. Well, there's been like twelve Rockies now. I know. Yeah. Hey, when he punches the meat, that's the first one. Uh, that really happened. That's not a euphemism. Hey, uh, Jake, what's going on with you? Best use of uh, music in a film? My, my, in my opinion, in the greatest showman about P.T. Barnum, 
he had the greatest original music in because out of all the songs in the movie, they were all custom wrote in only a week. That well, that's I don't know. I haven't seen that one. I don't know. If I that's... didn't see it either. I I know a lot of people that did and really liked it. But it, I'm oh, not... is that the Greatest Showman? Maybe. Yeah, it's a musical. The... So I'm ah, okay. I'm not necessarily a musical person. Hey, Jim and Amelia, how are you? Hi, guys. What's hey, up? real quick, real quick, um, guys, um, um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Does that count? I thought that was the greatest movie of, of all the times that I've seen for a long time. Yeah, well, that's that's allowed, but we're talking about particular scenes. You know, it doesn't necessarily. I mean, the Queen. Yeah, that that is fantastic. I mean, especially where they recreate the thing at, um, I believe it was Wembley Stadium. Live Aid, right? Yeah, well, Live it, Aid? it was Live Aid. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Andy, what's going on? Best use of music in a scene. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, Little Green Bag in Reservoir Dogs, the opening scene when they're introducing all the characters. It's a pretty good one. Well, also, every every, Tarant- every Tarantino movie, though, to interrupt you just for a second, the soundtrack is always second to none. Exactly. I feel the same way, and... I Beverly Hills Cop. Just growing up, that's I, I can't get away from. It. I hear that thing. Gotta watch one of those movies. Oh, for sure, man. That uh, especially that first one was great. Beverly Hills Cop. You've never yes, seen that? Yes, no, oh, I have. Yeah, that's I great. Have. Hey, Mark, what's going on? Best use of music in a scene, buddy. What's up, Mark? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, I. Thunderstruck by ACDC in the movie Battleship when they're going on the the USS Missouri. That is freaking awesome. You know what? Yeah, that that I never I forgot about that one. That is good, man. It's a, I think you you can't go wrong with ACDC. No, and I, and you know what? One of the film franchises that's done such a great job of weaving in music to scenes and using complete songs. Is the Marvel series, whether it's Iron oh, Man yeah. or um, you know the Thor films, it's just they do such a great job of bringing that into you know those really impactful moments. Hey, Greg, talking about best use of music in a movie scene. What do you have? All right, I've got one from movies and one from TV. The first for the movie would be the boombox scene from Say Anything uh, yeah. with Peter Gabriel in your eyes yeah. with John Cusack. Yeah, I was thinking that about yes, that. One. That's a really good one. And then from the TV, the pilot of Miami Vice when they play in the air tonight. Ooh, that's that is one of the most iconic scenes probably in TV. Greg, that's a great callback there. Now, I like that one. Hey, Dave and Redding, how are you? What's going on? How you doing, guys? Good, buddy. Hey, I've got a couple. I got one. I mean, the whole soundtrack. You can pick any song from Forrest Gump. Yeah, you know, I'm, I won't lie with you there. That's a great soundtrack. I mean, you can pick any of those songs. And then second, I'd have to say a good one is Blue Hawaii with Elvis. Oh. You know, you, uh, wow, when yeah. he's doing, when he's saying, uh, singing, and you've never seen this movie, when he's getting married and he's going up the lagoon and he's singing um, Can't Help Falling in Love. Oh, come on, girl. What's Nate, what's going on? Best use of music in a movie scene. Best music ever. Epic. Darth Vader. That's, you know what? You can't, That's true. Yeah. You can't deny. Well, the whole Star Wars theme, you can't, you can't defeat that. And thanks. 
what's going on, Doug? Best use of music in a movie scene. Uh, Red Riders, Lunatic Fringe, and the workout scene in Vision Quest. Ah, yeah, I forgot about that one too, man. That's a. Have you ever seen Vision Quest? That's a good one. Mm-mm, I have not. That's the the wrestling movie. Uh, I kind of I not I, professional wrestling. Oh, I heard Lunatic Fringe, and I thought, okay, maybe that's where they got the name. Okay. Hey, Mike, what's going on? Best use of music in a movie scene. How are you guys today? Good, buddy. Top Gun opening scene, Kenny Loggins. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. End of the danger zone. Yes. Yeah, you can't deny that one. So, what do you think they're going to do for this next film that's coming out here pretty soon? They've got to they've got to tap something pretty spectacular to even come close, or maybe they just recreate the scene. I don't know. Don't think that they haven't thought this one through. Um, that movie's going to be epic. It will be. I'm so excited. <laughs> hey, Mike, what's going on? Best use of music in a movie scene. Uh, have you got me? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, um, I say Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the five tones they use to communicate with the aliens. Yeah, when that guy's playing it on the keyboard and it keeps getting faster and faster. That's it. I used to play tuba, and they tell me a tuba was used for some of that, too. So I guess maybe that makes me a little partial, but I thought it was pretty dramatic. No, that was, well, that's one of my favorite movies anyways. Love that movie. What's going on with you, Jeff? Yeah, uh, of course, the greatest movie of all time, you know, Smokey and the Bandit, Eastbound and Down. <laughs> yes! Yes! Yeah! Yes. Hey. We're both very excited about that. That's, uh, no, that's a great one. So do you have ours posted up there? I believe our favorites I'm, I'm are. About to, I'm about is, to post ours, yes. Is putting them on the blog right now as we speak. Hey, Mike, what's going on? Best use of music in a movie scene. I've got to say, Men in Black, Promised Land. By Elvis Presley. Oh, oh, I forgot they used that, but they did. Yeah, yeah that no, that's a that's oh, a, that was a classic. That's a great one. Hey, how about you, Mallory? What's going on? Best use of music. Na 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 na. Jaws. It's not really music, but it's a song. But you know what? <laughs> I I had already thought about Jaws earlier in the when I was thinking about doing this topic. I thought about whether or not that was actually a C, but you can't really defeat that because it really just ratchets up the tension when the shark is around, right? Because it, it starts and it just like so builds so strongly. And it's one of those things that's so ingrained in pop culture now. Everybody knows that that's the Jaws theme. So oh, that's, for sure. That's you can't, the song. You can't hear that and go, huh, what's that? <laughs> you you kind of know what it is. I've got ours posted. Do you, you want do? to get into one of yours, possibly? Well, I kind of already, I think I've I've already said mine several times, but I'll say it again. The opening scene of Apocalypse Now with the doors, the end, when Martin Sheen's gone crazy in the hotel room. Yeah, but I made you do a pick, another pick, because I had two and I couldn't be the only one with two. So well, I made I'll you get, do another pick. Well, my other, because I almost, t- that was almost going to be my favorite. So yeah, I'm glad you gave it gave me two. The helicopter scene in Goodfellas, with with jump into the fire by uh, Harry Nielsen. Yep, that is fantastic. I went very emo with mine, at uh, least for one of them. I'm, I'm shocked by this, but go ahead. Uh, Royal Tenenbaums, yes. uh, Elliot Smith, 
needle in the hay when there's a scene where one of the characters is a, a heartbroken tip suicide. It's all set to Elliot Smith. Yeah. Very moody. But then I went uh, I, w- I went with Rolling Stones, too. The In- Departed. Opening scene of Departed. Well, Give me shelter. You, and you went Scorsese on yours, too. Yes, right? of course. Yeah. Rob, you got one? Yeah, I do. What? You ever see Kingsman, The Secret Service? Yes. Oh, my gosh. The church massacre scene. They're playing Freebird. Oh, I haven't yes, seen that. Yeah, Holy be, moly. I know of it, but I haven't seen it. The church massacre scene, correct me if I'm wrong, it happens in Kentucky, does it not? I believe so. Yes. So Freebird's playing. Yeah. It's an it's awesome scene. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I, Such no, I gotta find it. when we say that, but you know what? Actually, I'm going to put Rob's pick up, too. I'm going to do that because we have Matt's pick, too, so I'm going to put Rob's up. Hey, thank you. Yeah, check it out, 700WLW.com. Eddie M. Rogers. From the UC Health Traffic, Susie Ford. All right, back with Eddie and Rachel. Coming up, we're going to be talking to, uh, Seg's going to be talking to, I don't know who he's got today at the ballpark. Yesterday, Somebody was, hopefully uh, under a long-term contract? Well, that's what we were talking about. Seg is like the Grim Reaper. You know? <laughs> Black Widow down <laughs> right? there. He, he shows up and you're gone. And you're on waivers <laughs> yeah, like the like, next day. He's wandering around the dugout with a microphone and people are just running away right. from no, him. No, thing. no, 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 thanks. <laughs> Uh, but you were, we'll get to him in a, in a second, but you were just telling me off air that you have a, a critter situation. Yeah. Cause that's you know, one of you, that's one of my favorite. I topics. know, I know. Um, uh, I live in a two story home and unfortunately the neighborhood raccoons have decided to set up their illegal fight club in the branch right outside my window. Like right there. Like really? Yeah. I, I don't know how, I don't know why. Like, why are they fighting on a branch anyway? But there are these raccoons. That adds to the excitement. Yeah, yeah you, you know, know it's more death-defying. Correct. But, uh, yeah, so they've decided to start fighting. Uh, they usually do this around midnight. It goes till 2 or 3 in the morning, and they click and hiss at each other. And there's shaking, and I come out in the morning, and there's a bunch of branches, like, near my, my front porch, because this is over the yeah, front porch yeah. where they fight, and... Yeah, so I don't know. I, and then the worst part is... Are they I'm like, fighting, physically fighting, or are they just yes. yelling at each other? No, they're physically fighting. Okay. They're physically fighting. And then, just to make things worse, like, I'll be knocking on the window. Like, you know, keep it down, you kids, right? Mm-hmm. But they do not care. I have shined lights on them. They do not care. I am. This is their space. They are having their moment. Right. I mean nothing. I can do nothing about this. So it's been really great um, trying to deal with them and their little fight club while getting up at, you know, whatever time in the morning to go over to the EBN morning show. Uh, so, yeah. Is it the same ones or are they the whole, you yes. know, they, there's it's two. like the MMA and they're just trying to, they're a bunch of guys square off. There's two that I know of. There's two that I know of. There's a smaller one. And then there's the large one. The large one is very fluffy and round. I know he is the one knocking over trash cans in our neighborhood. That's that's the one. Well, I was going to ask you if they've gotten into your trash yet because yet. those those things are nasty when they get. I mean, there was I had and Rocky knows the story. I had a, a raccoon infestation for a while. That was before my groundhog incident. And uh, these, I'm literally every other day. If I put anything outside my trash can, it was all over my driveway before I knew it. And I even, one time, there's a big giant rock out there that I use for, like, landscape purposes. I pick that thing up, and I guarantee you that thing weighs 40 pounds mm-hmm. on top of the trash can 
I came out the next day. Trash was everywhere. I don't know how in the hell they moved that rock. Those little those little suckers, they give zero you-know-whats. Exactly. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's brazen. <laughs> they're they're, they're Somebody not, they needs got to rabies teach is these what the raccoons manners. Uh, we, uh... You're the only person I know who would say, you, you get better manners, you like I'm, raccoon I'm, Jew. I'm pounding on the window in my bedroom <laughs> saying, guys, really? Come on. And it's like, wait, I'm trying to reason with the raccoons. They're there, fighting there outside of my branch. Who's really the problem here? Me. Uh, I believe we're ready at the ballpark. Seg, what is going on? Once again, it's time for the uh, action-packed, fun-filled edition of Under the Lights with Kurt Caselli, brought to you by CM Mockby Company. The Tri-State's commercial and industrial leader in LED lighting and large directional fans. Visit them at mockby.com. Day two, you're still here. What's the matter with you? Hell yeah, still here. <laughs> but I, I, had, I, I have to check the uh, transactions every day to see what, what's going on. So, if you, you know, this is like day two. Monday will be three. I mean, you know, th- this is big. We must have had a good showing yesterday that they let us back on the air today. So, you know, let's try it again, I guess. There we go. The, I guess the ratings are very high when we were on. I don't know anything about ratings, but if we're still standing here, they must have been high enough. Amen to that. Now, how about last night? Uh, combined, uh, what, two-hitter last night by, by uh, Sonny Gray got the job done. It was it, it was tough over five innings. It took him. It, it, was, it looked like I'm thinking, why is he taking him out? Ten strikeouts and one hit. But uh, as the manager said, he was gassed. Yeah, he, he was a little bit tired. I mean, he had to work hard. I mean, there was, uh, you know, there was definitely that bases loaded jam. What was it, the second or third inning? That, uh, you know, when, when you get into uh, situations like that, it, it's taxing. And, uh, you know, for for him to get out of that with with no runs is is all we can ask for. You know, at the end of the day, it kind of killed his pitch count. But um, five innings, no runs from your starting pitcher. That's, um, you know, I would say that's objective A. Uh, when, when they go out and take the mound. So he did that for us. And uh, fortunately, our bullpen did a great job afterwards and, and, and shutting the door. As a catcher like Tucker Barnhart and you out there, can you do anything to kind of help him? But, I mean, he's got to throw the ball and, and, and locate it where it is. So, I mean, you, you can only help him so much, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's he, he throws a lot of pitches. You know, he, he's got strikeout stuff. And, you know, guys tend to foul off pitches. And that's, you know, that adds wear and tear. And that just, that just you know, gasses you a little bit. Um and, and then you factor in the National League that he's got to hit and, uh, and and potentially run the bases. And, you know, it's, it's like he never gets uh, like a half inning off to, to at least mentally relax. So he's got to go up there and, and help our team from the offensive perspective. But um, I, I think he's over the course of the year, he's gotten way better at being able to handle, uh, you know, having to go to the bat and coming in and being able to, uh, you know, limit his uh, stress levels, I guess. But. For me and Tucker, I guess the uh, the only thing we can do is is maybe give him a blow on on, on the mound and uh, you know take a visit and just give him a second to catch his breath. But at the end of the day, it doesn't do it doesn't do enough. He needs like you know he needs a cold towel. He needs some air, and uh, you know unfortunately we can't we can't offer that to him. But we can you know try little tricks of the trade to, to do whatever we can. And speaking of uh, number sixteen, last night he gets one off the noggin. And uh, just it's like you're thinking and he just picks up the helmet and goes to first base and you're going, uh, well, what what is going on? Yeah, he uh, that, that was a scary moment. Uh, he, he, had, he had a little bit of a, a mark on his. They call them seat flaps on the helmets right now. And uh, for the folks listening at home, they are not just for looks. <laughs> they do. They do add a level of protection. You know, Mike Trout started wearing one when he uh, when he got hit in the face. I think it was against us uh, in, in spring training. And uh 
uh, Giancarlo Stanton wears the same, and it's kind of just you know caught on in terms of uh, popularity and safety. So uh, thank the heavens he was wearing that because you don't ever want to see somebody get in the in the head or hit in the head, and you know obviously Walker didn't mean to do that, and and uh, Molina got up there really quick to to make sure he was okay, just because that's the type of guy he is. But uh, yeah, Tucker wasn't going to let him do much uh, do much caretaking because he 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 sprinted towards first base. I don't know if it was out of uh, frustration or uh, fear or. <laughs> But, uh, you know, thankfully he was able to stay in the game and, uh, and, and continue to call a great game. And uh, those, those safety innovations are coming on in baseball. I mean, you're a catcher. I mean, that, that your, your equipment has evolved, especially with the mask, because you, you, you've had everybody out this year with a concussion, and they're just continue to develop that. Yeah, there, there's, there's a few catchers that are using this. There's a new mask called uh, Force 3. Uh, Tyler Flowers of the Braves helped develop it. So he has Money Grindel and him use it. Uh, it's kind of got some shock, shock tractions in, uh, in between the, the metal cage on the mask. Uh, Kyle's been using it uh, since, since he got uh, you know, bumped in the head. And uh, uh, me and Tucker use the, the regular Nike mask just because we've been fortunate to, to not, uh, not have too many, you know, I'm going to knock on something right now, to not have any two he- head injuries. But um, that's the name of the game. You know, football's coming a long way. Hockey's coming a long way in that in that aspect. And baseball shouldn't be too far behind because, uh, you know, head head injuries are pretty serious business. And, you know, you see all the things going on with the NFL and CTE, and they can ignore it as much as they want, but it's it's, it's happening, and it, it, it's a problem. So we uh, we need to do our best to, to protect, uh, protect our noggins. Well, thank you. Uh, we will uh, hit day three coming Monday. So uh, cross our fingers that... Uh, I don't. I don't want to see your name. If if the, if the, if your name's into transactions, wherever you go, I'm going. Right. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, you're you're paying your own way though. All right. This has been under the lights with uh, Kirk Caselli, brought to you by CM Mockby Company, the tri-state's commercial and industrial leader in LED lighting and large directional fans. Visit them at mockby.com. With Kirk Caselli, the Segman Great American Ballpark, 700 WLW. All right. Thank you, boys. As we check in with traffic now, Rob, what's going on? From the UC Health Traffic. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.